0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That's Enough Already. Now, this week I've got a good friend of mine, Matt Heath, on the show. Now, if you live in New Zealand, of course you're going to know who Matt is. He's been around for years and years doing all things comedy and radio and column. And in Australia, you would know him if you go online and go watch Taskmaster Season 2. Him and I were teamed up as a team because we're both older comedians. We're both Gen X's and we were teamed up against the kids. And him and I had the most fun. As soon as we were teamed up together, it's like we just clicked. We laughed so much. He kept fogging up his glasses and I kept laughing off my makeup. So good, good guy. Um, He's on the show this week, so enjoy uh, also, I've got a tour coming to Australia and New Zealand called It's Personal. Go check it out on my website, ashercarson.com or livenation.com.au. And just a friendly reminder, do not buy tickets from via GoGo. They are not our friend. Enjoy the show. Shh, that's quite enough.
1: Just, just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Zip it. Shush, please. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, I can hear. Calm down, mate. But I don't care. That's enough already.
0: Shut up! Oh, shush. Your name's Matt Heath. You do a bit of everything. I went on your wiki page. Um, You're an actor, a singer. uh, You've got a radio show. You do alternative commentary. You do a bit of everything, and you have done a bit of everything. You're a dad, and but I met you actually because now we work together on Taskmaster because we were teamed up as a team because we're the older two in the group with yeah, the Gen right. X's combined with sort of the same age as the other three put together.
1: We were profiled, profiled for, by yeah. age.
0: But I don't know if you remember this. You and I have worked together before this. Can you remember yeah.
1: that? Yeah. When? I've t- I've seen you in green rooms.
0: We've only once worked together.
1: Oh, okay. We was yeah. there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we did, uh, it was with the All Blacks, and we did a, a debate, Oh, and it was Jeremy Corbett, you were the, um, it was one of the last gigs I did with you and Gilmore.
1: Right, where was that?
0: It was uh I wanna say it's Spark Arena. And Jesus. we did Yeah. It was years ago, obviously. It's like eight years ago, and it was a debate and beforehand, and I didn't kind of I knew you as a columnist. Right. And I was like, Oh, that columnist guy is here, you know, and it was <laughs> you and then heaps of rugby players like Richie McCall, Dan Carter, and then the comedians, me, you and and Jeremy Corbett. I can remember the three of us. And right and then we had this big sit down dinner afterwards that was the first time i met you and then the second time was on uh, the massing uh, oh. taskmaster which i, I keep calling if, the mass Singer.
1: i wonder if that was back in my um Drinking days. Because I, I can kind of
0: <laughs> say it was definitely in your drinking days. <laughs> it was in my drinking days too.
1: Well, I'm still in my drinking days, but it was also in my drinking days. Because I'm struggling to remember that at all. But I bet it was great. And was did we get on well? Were we did we immediately? No, we because fast friends? you were
0: really nervous. Oh. You were nervous about the debate and you were nervous because it was basically two groups of people. You were the outsider. I remember that because there was a group of comedians and a group of rugby players and Matthew. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And now I'm, I'm, oh, I remember this. I remember this because yeah. I didn't know what I was freaking doing until the yeah. afternoon. Yeah. And then someone said you, were, and then and then I saw who else was doing it. I was like, a bunch of comedians. It'll be really funny. And I'm not yeah. really a comedian. I'm funny around my kids, but I'm not really going to bring the house down. And so I just sort of wrote a bunch of ideas down and read them out. That's right. I remember that. I was yeah. on a podium. Yeah. And, and Richie McCaw and Ted were sitting in a seat in front of me. I thought, boy, this is a this is this is intimidating. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just remember we had fun. It was a fun gig. Like charity gigs are usually a lot of fun because there's no yeah. expectation, and people are already in a good mood because they're doing something good, right? So, yeah. if if you're if you're wondering if how will you ever have a good mood again while you're listening to this, donate to a charity immediately it makes you feel better about yourself and you're in a lighter mood. Uh, your wallet's lighter too. anyway, but I I just remember the the panic that you had beforehand about. <laughs> Oh, where do I fit in? There's this, you know, two groups. And then on Taskmaster again, when I met you, you were like, oh, it's all the comedians and me. And then they kept introducing you like that on the show too. It's like uh, four comedians or comedians and Matt Heath. And I thought, you poor bastard, you're on the outskirt again.
1: Yeah, but isn't it funny because you'll probably know this from back in the day and obviously you decided to be a comedian. But being a comedian, is it's a big thing to call yourself. Yeah. like it, to say I'm now a comedian. So you want to you want to make sure that before you're called a comedian that that's what you actually are because yeah. like me, I'm willing to attempt to be funny. But I want to act like I was accidentally funny, and that just sort of happened. It's not really a career, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It takes a lot of balls to to go. Uh, I'm a comedian. Like, it's it's I,
0: funny you say that because now I—that's my big growth. Like sometimes you're you're at an open mic thing, or even when I was still doing open mics, it took me ages to admit that I was a comedian. And people would go, yeah. "You're that comedian." I go, "Well, I don't. Know. I, I like I I'm a designer." And I, I do comedy, I, I do jokes occasionally on a stage for $40 a pop. But, you know, like I, I would never say I was a comedian. But then on that same circuit, people who have done two gigs would, would change their profile on Facebook to, I'm a comedian. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're, not, you're so far from it.
1: It's a Gen X, Gen X thing to, yeah. to always look for an hour. Always yes. Or stay a in way your to, lane. Yeah. Stay in your lane. That's what it is. It's yeah. like I need some. Someone needs to tell me. It's like um when you say say said oh, I was an actor before. It's like as far as I'm concerned, I've acted in things, yeah. but I'm not an actor because yeah. I don't believe I can act. I will accept money to act, but I do not believe I can act, and I will not be called an actor. If you know what I mean.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Someone said to me this morning because I posted a clip of me and a friend of mine Nazim, the uh, we did the sketch show together. And they go, oh, my God, you need to do more TV acting. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck, man? Like, that's not acting. It's a sketch show. It's comedy. with was a mate of mine in the yeah. street with actors. They're yeah, actors. I- We're doing comedy. Like, all oh, most yeah. of that shit is improv. So, like, we just roll with it, you know? And the, ca- fucking the camera's actor. there. Yeah, yeah, not an
1: actor. Yeah. Not an actor. But it's nothing against actors. It's just no. like I haven't done any acting training. And also I've seen my acting and it's not good. Yeah. I, I- <laughs> I mean I, I was starred in a feature film and my acting is and that yeah. is horrific.
0: What's it called?
1: It's called The Devil Dare Me Too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I know that. I want the the people listening to go look it up and, and have a have a look because you do everything. You you've won an award for your animated um, show. What's that called? Carboard,
1: uh, Welcome to Cardboard City. Tell us is about de- that. What's that? It's like a, a. It's one night. Me and my mate Phil. We we run an animation company together called Vinewood Motion Graphics. And one night we were sitting around. We thought, you know, what's the worst thing in the world could possibly be? And we thought a uh, being the fire department in an all cardboard world. <laughs> everything's cardboard. Things will be going on fire all the time. And so we just made a short film based around that, in between doing ads and stuff with their animation company. And it won lots of awards around, around the world and did really well. And then we sh- turned it into a TV series and we're making the third season of it right now. And it's a kid's show. It's like for kids 8 to 12, kind of. Which I found with my humour, eh? if I just take the swear words out, is um,
0: perfect.
1: it's just it's just kids' humour. Yeah. And, and it works
0: really well for children. How? you say like that kind of stuff like how would you come up with that because people always think you know how how do you come up with material but like that how you know you're just sitting with a mate and then start talking about cardboard cities and like what is your like to me, if someone go, "How do you write?" I go, "It's easy. I always have pen and paper with me. I do a mind map. I get one idea, and then it just grows. And uh, you know, it's nice if there's someone that I can bounce ideas off. But it's not necessary. I can just mind map to sort that thing. But how do you like? What's your process? How do you get well, come up with shit?
1: I reckon I can't ever do it if I'm supposed to sit down and come up with ideas. That, that's my struggle on Taskmaster. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, I've seen that motion in action.
1: <laughs> it's because when I need to do it, I can't. It has to happen accidentally. It has to come through the side and then I'm doing something else. Like I'm playing, having a really good time playing with my kids and then I come up with an idea that's really good and it completely engrosses me and then I don't focus on my kids and I feel bad and then, or whatever. But it cannot it cannot be straight after you've opened an envelope and that said, can you, like, I don't know if you remember that task where it said fly. Oh, of course you do. We yeah. did the same thing. We jumped yeah. in a sewage <laughs> because it's like when I see something that says fly it's like I go to my head and there's nothing there it's completely blank yeah there's nothing that's what my taskmaster experience was going to my head and just being so disappointed with my brain it's like (laughs) mate you're supposed this is when you kick in you can't just give me nothing you can't give me anything nothing at all um and and so like when I have meetings to write scripts and stuff they're always a disaster so I sort of have to write on my own or, or like, you know, like, um, it's different because I do a radio show every day. So I have to come up with ideas every day and I sort of blast them out and um, just burn through them, D- I don't care about them. But if I sat down to plan the radio show, I can't do it, can't do it. Can't, I, I can't plan. So someone how- diagnosed me as having ADHD just by well, watching Well, when you say Cast someone, wasn't, it was someone
0: on Facebook, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, they just came in and said, look, I've studied your career and you, you're terrible at everything. You've got ADHD. Yeah. You, you <laughs> You can't. Con- you clearly can't concentrate on anything. You've got no sense of direction, and you can't spell at all. So, you—you you, uh, they, they, they were a professional. They diagnosed me, and I said, "Piss off!" I don't. Need yeah. that I
0: don't know if you're a professional, listening to this, and your go-to is to drop into someone's DMs and go, "I've listened to your podcast. I've listened to your radio. <laughs> I've seen you on Taskmaster. You're munted. That yeah. is not." A professional diagnosis, and I think I first I think you should lose your license. I don't think unless someone is looking for the solution or looking yeah. for answers, that ain't it. It's yeah. different where people go, Hey, I see that spot on your face, keeps getting bigger, it looks like cancer, get it checked out. Hens of people have been diagnosed like that via um, you know, social media, but you can't just climb into someone's DMs <laughs> and go, Hey, hey, ps- ps- come over here, you're a manta. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I'm taking that as a diagnosis. One of my kids had a birthday party the other day, and a kid tried to hit hit another kid, and I went over and said, "You can't hit kids." And he goes, "Oh, I've been diagnosed." And I said, "You what? You've been diag?" He said, "I've been diagnosed. I've I've got this." And then the mother of my children said, "I don't give a fuck if you've been diagnosed. If you don't hit another kid." But now that I've been diagnosed by some rando on Facebook, I'm just going to use that as an excuse for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: I've been diagnosed. That's
1: That's why. That's why. That's why I'm shit. I've been diagnosed.
0: Let me ask, do you think you have a different perspective on things because you grew up with three sisters? Yeah. So you have a sort of a different, you know, like you're a dude, obviously. Yeah. But you're not that dude bro bloke, <laughs> you know. Are you the youngest? What's your setup in the family?
1: i got one sister that's younger than me that we, we, we hung out together a lot. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what I think different about um, like having sisters is the idea. I, I, I always think that um, girls are real strong. Because yes. I used to get massive hidings from my older sisters, like, Good on <laughs> so so I have a I have a healthy fear of them, because yeah. uh, Anne Louise and Catherine would give me brutal hidings. like because I was such you know how young little brothers are absolute little shits, yeah. So and also real smart because like when someone says real smart, you know that they they know what smart is. But really smart. I was watching these kids the other day. I was waiting for my son while he was getting ready. We were walking the dog. And I was waiting. I was watching this, like, I think it was a six-year-old girl playing with her four-year-old brother. And that sounds weird that I was watching them. I was I was just waiting and I was watching them over the hedge. And I noticed that. You
0: were in the hedge. You were just in your driveway. I wasn't in the
1: hedge. It wasn't nothing. I was waiting for my kid. It was fine. I had a dog. I was on the street. I was wearing a mask. It's all, it's fine. Okay. And I noticed how clever she was because she was absolutely torturing him. And as soon as the dad came out, she ran up and said, Daddy, daddy, daddy. And before the little brother could complain about the torture that she'd been submitted she'd already won dad over. She already had dad so on her side that there was no way back. For, and I remember that so well from my sisters. Yeah. I, I remember my sisters would play me like I was such an idiot. My sisters would be like, um, pass me the remote, or I'll I'll start crying and tell Mum that you hit me. So
0: see, see, but cause I see with my kids, so she's eight, he just turned five. And then she'll come, she goes, Um, he took my toy. I go, so just ask her. And he hit me. <laughs> I know you're lying, you dick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've added on. You didn't get yeah. enough from the first one. So,
0: yeah, yeah. So but, you got nothing. But because there's almost a four-year age gap, uh, but they weigh the same, they sort of almost the same height. Like he's a little, you know, like a monster. He's massive. Because she's quite tall. So he's tall and he's a unit. So when there's a fight, like my money's on him. 100% yeah. hands down like she the difference between them though is she will she'll bottle him like I think that's the difference. Yeah. like boys I think still have that thing in their brain where they will almost hold back whereas girls don't have it yeah yeah, yeah. they're yeah, just my- like oh I'm going to defend myself against this yeah. predator <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and they just when a fight breaks out I sort of have to quickly you know get involved and go you can't just but I remember and I knew that I'd have to keep an eye on this. And even yesterday we had this discussion because I said to them, people shouldn't hit each other. And then she said, why do most people say boys shouldn't hit girls? I go, because most people don't think girls hit back, but girls definitely hit back. <laughs> like I know because I used to give my brother hidings all the time. He was in yeah. high school. I was in primary school. I still gave him hidings because he's <laughs> older than me and I used to beat him up and beat his friends up. He used to go to my mum and go, Ash was – Fighting my battles for me again because I couldn't stand when we were in school. You know, how boys fight. They started by pushing, pushing, pushing. I'm like, get yeah. fucked, let's get get to this. <laughs> and I would just floor the first cunt, and then they go, let's go. <laughs> i got to get home. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs>
1: That's smart. My I used to. Um so, like fart into bottles and yeah. put the screw back on it and, and, and leave it in my sister's rooms. i do it all the time so they'd open them. They'd be like, why is the bottle there? They, they kept falling for it. But I remember once, I think I'd done it too many times to my sister Catherine. And I, I, it was such a good gag. And sometimes it would pay off a year later. Like there was one wow. that paid off because I put it in a special place where she kept her diary, just a little yeah. bottle. And so she went in there and opened it and because they, they last. And yeah.
0: anyway. oh, wow, that's good to know. Uh, yeah, if you're yeah. listening to this, this is, this is a hot tip yeah. to torture your flatmates or your <laughs> friends or your partner, just fart in a bottle.
1: Yeah, and put put the lid back on and leave it on the on on the bookshelf, and eventually someone's going to open it because yeah. uh, like it's it human
0: nature like to sniff it. You can't help yourself.
1: Yeah, but also like they might want to put something in the jar anyway. I remember. I did one and I got her twice in a row. And then I just heard a, a scream and then a Matthew and then a glass smash. And then I thought, I've got to run. But I ran the wrong way and she went out the French doors of her room and came around and somehow she got a frying pan. I don't know where oh the my. frying pan came from. She scorned me with the frying pan. And and I held onto a lot of resentment for that for a long time. And then one day I just realized, I deserved that frying pan. Why, why are you going around fighting in jars and putting them in this <laughs> room? Like, I
0: mean, I, I feel like you're going to get another slide into your DMs with "You did not deserve that frying pan." <laughs> what do you have here? Is <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you've got a victim mentality victim here mentality. Where you think you deserve, You hate yourself so much, you've decided that you deserved the frying pan across the head. Yeah, Boy, I, I can still remember the sound. It was it was quite intense. I think I lost consciousness for a bit.
0: Well, you can be glad it isn't this day and age where it's all cast iron pans. Yeah. Usually those are good because you, you struggle to swing those.
1: Yeah, that was good. It's good to have a shitty, cheap ass, uh, yeah. some kind of weird, cheap ass metal '80s frying pan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, aluminium, that saved my life. <laughs> yeah,
1: aluminium. That saved my life. If it yeah. have been one of those good, trendy Look, cast it, iron. You
0: you will die of cancer one day. <laughs> At least hand didn't kill you you didn't yeah. die from a head injury at the age of 12. I um so you're the the lead singer you were the lead singer for Deja Voodoo would you yeah would you go back would singing be your uh, like a proper career for you going back? No I,
1: <laughs> I formed a band recently to play some covers at a friend's birthday party and I, and I got on stage and I enjoyed that but we got to a point in our band where we didn't have to carry our gear anymore because we had roadies and, and yeah. sound people, and that's a really good place to be. But if to start another band, I imagine I'd have to start with having to carry my, my stuff. And no, someone because just...
0: you've got cash. That's the thing. Oh, that that's true. Go- Yeah, you yeah, forget. Yeah. When you were just starting out, like, you didn't have the money, but now it's like 20-odd years later, and you do. You have the startup money, so you can get a roadie.
1: Yeah, that's true. I could do that because otherwise it's just furniture removal. Most of it, it's a little bit of glory on stage. And most of it's furniture removal. And in yeah. venues, when you're starting out, are always upstairs. And then you've got to try and get your gear without it getting – or you're loading it into the van at the night. That's all I remember. Out of all, all, I don't, everyone else remembers the great gigs we had and the great times and, and whatever happened. I, I just remember carrying gear out and in. Yeah, so, so I'm out. I'm over it. I'm over furniture removal. I'll yeah, get there's no like move-
0: glory in it. Like I know no. when you go do festivals or whatever and you're at the airport and I always look at the other people going to the same festival and the music ones or the ones who have, you know, like proper acts. Like especially if you go to like a buskers festival and there's like hoops and, and flames that I was in shit and they've got these massive <laughs> crates and you're like, you poor bastards. Luckily, my talent is just to talk shit on stage into <laughs> to. Microphone because the minute if I had to take an extra, if they go, you have to take this microphone and this box of audio equipment, I'm like, get fucked, I'm out. I don't, yeah, because it does, it gets real fucking old, real fucking quick.
1: Well, I like that, like, because so, we're, we're doing a gig together coming up soon with the Taskmaster yeah. people. And I was thinking about making it complex by getting a uh, projector or something yeah. so I could show some pictures. And you're like, ask how much it costs. And I was like, Oh fuck that, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, such a good thing. If you're making it too complex, it's like if like that's the great business model of being a stand up comedian, right? Yeah. You don't need anything. You just have right. to sh- transport your ass and yeah. and But see, about. even
0: though so so when you said you were explaining what you were gonna do just by mm. typing it to us, right? Mm. And I was like, Oh, I can already I, I know what you're explaining. I'm like, but that's the the beauty of, of stand-up or of you're talking and those people, the people sitting in the audience, they, you have their undivided attention. Their phones are packed away. They're just listening. This is old school. Paint me a picture in my head. You're telling them a story and they have to visualise it. So just do that because what people don't understand is when you're in a theatre, for it, the lights, I pay for the lights in there, I pay for the sound guy, I pay for this, you know, every everything in the theatre we have to pay for. So then a lot of times people go, especially when I'm in a theatre, like you say you're already now paying $30,000 just for the venue, and then they go, oh, I couldn't see you clearly. You should put a screen up. I'm like, yeah, that's another (laughs)
1: $15,000.
0: So it's not worth your $45 ticket.
1: Get glasses, Get Bring some uh, opera opera binoculars.
0: Yeah, 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 I should say that. Look, if you've got it, but also it's – It's not really a visual medium. It's nice to be in a theater and we're there live. But honestly, I'm not doing anything fun. There's no backflips. I mean, you don't, you're not going to look away for a second and look back and go, Oh, fuck, she, I've missed the landing, you know, like. Nothing happens. I'm just walking back and forth with a microphone in my
1: hand. Well, I remember when I was in a band and people would say, Oh, should we take a keyboard? This would sound better, or should we take this will sound better? And I'd be like, Sounds like that's a lot of plane rides, that's a lot of hotel rooms, that's a lot of splitting the money, that's extra a lot of,
0: personality.
1: That's another person to run the keyboard setup. You're probably gonna yeah. it's like, let's let's just cost this out. That's why I appreciated your comment. It was yeah. like, what am I doing? This is everything I don't believe in. <laughs> <laughs> trying to try to construct, trying to hide from what you're doing behind like it's yeah a, and plus I hate slideshows as well. So like, you know, because yeah. you remember them like when people would come back from holidays. People wouldn't know this. You when people would come back from holidays and they'd have a slideshow and they'd flip yeah. through pictures. Yeah, that's what well, I, was trying, I, was trying, trying, I was trying You know you're in trouble.
0: Get the lights. You're like, oh fuck you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> been to, someone's been to Fiji. Everyone's been to Fiji. I said yeah. an elitist comment, that one.
0: Yeah, well, I haven't been to Fiji, yeah, but yeah. I've literally been everywhere else. Yeah, you have. You've I've only everywhere. not been to Fiji because I was probably in Botswana that weekend.
1: You've, you're have you Botswana, eh? Um, you've yeah. lived a lot of places. That's that's impressive. When you when we were talking about it, I was like, wow, I've, I haven't lived in many places. I've only really lived in New Zealand and London like every other New Zealander. You've yeah. lived, you've lived, you lived in what you went to the UK and lived in Wales. Like who
0: yeah. does that? I know, you know why? Because and this is again no risk assessment and just living in the moment. And I had lived in the, in the States, I was living in Texas, and then on my way back to, to Johannesburg, I, I went the real slow route back. You know, I took my time getting back home and I, I went to Chicago, then New York, then um London. So I was in London. Uh, and I was still sitting at the airport deciding what I'm going to do. I'd extended my ticket. So I was like, oh, what shall I do? And I was talking to a friend of mine who was also there, and she had flown in from Washington, D.C. And this is before cell phones, we had just decided. On our own, independently, we had talked about it months before that we might extend our tickets, and that, but we didn't lock anything in, and we couldn't text each other or anything. So I just walked out, and oh, she was there, and it was great. <laughs> then we sat, and we were talking about what we're going to do, and there was a limo driver, and he goes, Are "You guys South African?" I went, "Yeah." And so we started chatting to him. He goes, "I actually know these three cricketers who play county cricket in um, in Wales," and I was like, "Ah." Oh. And he goes, <laughs> "He goes, the South African boys—they're really nice. You should." do you want me to give them a call and see um, and I can give you their address and you guys go up there and meet them? I mean, yeah. So we gave them a call and they go, I go, look, we're in London. We don't know where we're going to stay or what we're going to do yet, but we're going to be here for a few months. And they go, well, why don't you come up to Cardiff um, and just you can crash. We'll give you one of our bedrooms. They so lived in a three-bedroom upstairs unit somewhere. They go, you can have a bedroom and figure it out. Okay. So we just got on the, on the bus and went up to Cardiff And uh, we stayed there for, I think, three or four months with them. And then, yeah, started working in Cardiff. It was great. I worked for this heavy metal festival that was touring all through Wales and it worked as a bar lady, sold second-hand It was fucking amazing. It's like, yeah, just, you know, it's life as taskmaster. You go, yeah, I didn't say no to anything.
1: Yeah, but that's what, like, uh, with your comedy, eh? it's kind of like that. It's kind of like someone that's done all those jobs. Because that, kind of, that kind of talk where you have a, a – because, like, um, when I'm hanging out with you doing things like that, it's I always think that some of your best jokes are the ones that, that are never going to make the TV show, right? And it's like yeah. a compulsion for you. Like, you know that making this joke right now is yeah. not on the clock. It's yeah. not an on-the-clock <laughs> yeah. on joke. It's, this is a joke. It's for it's me. Too, it's
0: not for them. <laughs> it's
1: too filthy for it to be broadcast anywhere. It's not on the clock. It's just you have this natural compulsion to say something <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and, it, and it, that was great I was so glad I was sitting beside you on the stage of that thing because I was, just, I, <laughs> I was laughing the whole whole time it was good um and also I was glad I was sitting beside you because I have this thing where I jiggle my leg because there's something mentally wrong with me and then you you stop that and I was like what oh, it doesn't matter if I'm jiggling my leg and I was watching the show and I was like what's that fuck with jiggling his leg like I, I was so glad you kept on whacking it. Going, stop? <laughs> Stop, you'll fucking hate yourself if you see yourself sticking yeah, yeah. on your leg like that. Yeah. You're going to
0: look like a dickwad. Yeah, you look
1: like a fucking Yeah, engineer. no, that
0: actually started on, especially on have you been paying attention because the desk, the if yeah. you set up the back, yeah, uh, like they didn't consult an engineer to build that thing. It's just, <laughs> you know, one of the camera guys where the back needs to be higher and then they got the the lunch lady and one of the camera operators to build it a bit higher at the back so if you sit in the front or you just move like this the whole back sort of makes (laughs) you rock back and forth so if you've got a leg wiggler in the front it looks like I'm going on a dirt road with no bra on my tits are just (laughs) everywhere in the back there so I always have to go I stopped the show. I go, stop jiggling your fucking leg. Whoever, like, so people know, especially Pax Asadi, when he's on the show, he knows because he, he shakes both his legs. Like, we're sitting up the back like we're on a fucking roller coaster. It's so funny.
1: I've got this problem that I, when, I, I, when I'm telling stories, I, I can't not use the person's name. Oh. Like, I was telling the story on my podcast about um, Finding Jerry's podcast around who I lost my virginity with. Yeah. And so I said her name. I said Jenny Smith and uh, where it was and all those kind of things. And then... Um, and and then she rang me up oh. or she like messaged me she goes my husband's an avid 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 listener to <laughs> to the stuff you do so um, thanks for thanks for sharing those details and uh, yeah I thought oh yeah I gotta stop using the real names but real name made up names don't sound like real names
0: no but, but you know what like and especially in Afrikaans I do it but I do it and I think with my stand up too like I just come up with two generic names one for dudes and one for girls like so I like to say and I it goes through fashion like sometimes at the moment I'm going through a very Gary phase all the guys <laughs> are Gary and but before it used to be Dave and the the woman will change too. I'm going through a very Linda phase at the moment. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, right. Yeah, so you just, whoever, you know, so all the women in, every story you tell is Linda. Okay, Linda. Yeah. And all the men are Gary. I
1: remember once me and my friend um, Spooge, we were getting arrested by, that's his nickname, Spooge, but um, we were getting arrested by the cops. And I tried to make up a name and I said, Glenn Glens, And they were like, <laughs> like Glenn Glens is your name. It's like, yep, it's it's Glen It's like, I could I, was, I, couldn't, I wasn't quick enough to make up two names. So I yeah. said the same one with an S on it. And, and so that's always been a problem with me making it. So, so I, I'm, I'm just going to stick with people using people's real names in my yeah. broadcasting and then, and then let the chips fall as they may. Although Jenny
0: <laughs> Smith sounds like a made-up
1: name. I know. but that, yeah. That's right. That, that, would, that would be a kind of a made-up name. Yeah. Now, yeah. But no, she, she, she actually said to me, uh, thank you for making it sound a lot uh, more spectacular than it was.
0: Were you did. her first too, or was Jenny yeah. a bit least?
1: No, no, no. I'm pretty sure we we planned it for a long time. We. we, oh. we, we How we old were you? Legal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We were legal. <laughs> legal. What? 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 What have you heard? What did Jenny say? <laughs>
0: 28.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we planned it for 10 years,
0: yeah. Yeah, we're <laughs> real slow on the uptake.
1: I made her go into the um supermarket now. telling the story again. Um, but I made her go into the supermarket to buy the prophylactics. Yeah. I waited outside and uh, outside, I made her go in. So that's, cool. that says a lot about me,
0: yeah. But you know, it's like if you don't want the baby, Jenny, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You need to take
0: responsibility for your own body.
1: That baby would have babies by now. There would have been a whole generation of carbon footprint. We <laughs> <laughs> would have done so much damage to the planet if if, if I hadn't made you go in and do yeah. the right thing that I was too yeah. scared to do.
0: There we go. But at least you did it. Hey, let me ask you something. Yeah. What is something about other people that shit you to death that you cannot stand?
1: That's a very good question. Um I think it is uh, any kind of passive aggression drives me freaking crazy. Really? Any kind of, I guess. Yeah, we could do that. Um, I, I, I'll drive. I'll have to drive. It's quite a long way that I have to drive, but oh yeah, I, 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 I don't like. I'm I, happy I, I with straight up it.
0: aggression.
1: Yeah, yeah. I oh, just like I can't be bothered. I like, just say I'm 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 at home and I can't be bothered. Can we do yeah. it another day? Not. Yeah, I'll do it, but I'll have to drive right across town, and I'm in. I'm, I'm, you know, I was going to have a quiet night in or, or, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I can not give a shit. Especially, oh, it's much worse than a professional circumstance, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like, um, or, or the other thing is fishing for compliments. I don't like fishing for compliments. I can't, I can't do it. I can't give them, and I should. And I get yeah. really spiteful. Someone's, if someone says, "Oh, I wasn't very good," you know, I might say that about myself, but I actually mean it, and I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy for people to say you. I, like, if I'm good, I'll say I'm really good, and yeah. I say that all the time. I never shut up about it. But someone going. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I wasn't, and then you're supposed to say, you were amazing. Yeah. I feel, I feel cornered. I look so I feel like terrible I've
0: been back, today. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: you feel backed into a corner because you yeah. can't tell the truth. You've got to tell a lie to them or, I mean, if they're amazing, then why are they saying it? And yeah. if they're not, I, I get back to the corner, I'm like, and then I'll say something horrible like, yeah, you were yeah. Pretty, <laughs> pretty shit, even if they were amazing. It's pretty shit, you. I'd, <laughs> I'd pack it in if I was you. That was that was that was bad. That was yeah. shit. You suck. I'd I'd finish everything. I'd finish it.
0: See, I I just pretend that I didn't notice or I wasn't paying yeah. attention. I hate it too. I, when people say something like that or they sort of try and draw you into a thing, you yeah. know, I, I feel like don't I feel like you're gagging for my attention <laughs> and it just it feels needy and desperate and I don't like it. So yeah. when someone does that and they go, "What did you think?" I go, "Sorry, I wasn't paying any attention." Just give me a second and then I just carry on with whatever the fuck I want to do which is not listening to you being needy and desperate
1: I believe that you have to turn up with something like uh, it's essentially a, a thing that uh, uh, Jeremy who I work with every day he says he likes people that turn up with something and I've yeah. taken that on board you know someone comes up with a gag or a bit of information or something they've turned up with a an angle yeah. or you know they come and they go yeah, you know, you're great. You always turn up with something. Like you'll be like, Oh, you've got something. There's something here. Rather yeah. than like rather than turning up asking for something. you know yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I need, you're turning up, I need something from you. I need to suck some of you. Oh, yes. I, I, <laughs> I want, I want I someone had... someone's, someone's turns up and, and offering me a laugh. Because if someone turns up and it's funny, I'm so yeah. grateful. I'm like, this is great. This I'll love someone that makes me laugh, I'll love forever because you've yeah. turned up and you've given someone something. You've given them a laugh, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I, the radio is so good for sort of filtering that shit out. Sometimes you listen to an interview, like say if it's a comedian that you're looking forward to he, being in the country, you're like, oh my god, this person's here, and then you hear them on the radio and you go, oh fuck, what a punish! <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nothing. Like it's just all a. Like, no. Well, I reckon that's I mean, where that's I've where been I, here before.
1: <laughs> I reckon that's um that's where I get my hatred of that from because when people come on our show, I mean, we've asked you to be on our show before, but normally we haven't asked someone to be on our show. Their publicist has asked, asked for them yeah. to be on our radio show in the morning. And so they come on and I'm like, why are you being a dick or why are you not wanting to be here? You asked to be here. Like, yeah. we didn't reach out. I mean, there's some people, as I say, will we'll reach out to, and then if, if someone, if I've reached out to someone to be on our radio show and they're a dick, I'm like, fair enough. i have put yeah. you out of here. You've agreed to do it, you know, like, yeah. but if, if someone's, the rang running up and goes, "Can you just fit them in?" I mean, oh, it's awful. Re- it's I- awful
0: when someone just sucks the joy out of the room. It's like you have to sell yourself. Yeah, people are coming to see you. Be be that person then.
1: Yeah, but the, I, pre- I, I reckon comedians are hard, are, are difficult though because a lot of them don't get up in the morning because you know, like Paul from Taskmaster. We yeah. we had this whole shoot we had to do with him, and he just couldn't make it because it was at... You know, I start work at 5 a.m. with the radio yeah. show, but he couldn't make it at 10 a.m. <laughs> I,
0: know. I know. I told you I tried to get a, a podcast with Guy Montgomery at 11 or even 12. I said 12. He goes, oh, I won't be awake. I'm like, oh, are you filming? And he goes, no, I'll just still be asleep. I'm like, what the fuck is I know. Oh, and he's got a six-year-old. I'm yeah. like, how do you how do you sleep that late? Like? He's like, oh, yeah. no, I'll still be asleep, but – so I, I could only do them after 1 o'clock in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, but I'm a wounder because I'm like, um, my friends go, hey, do you want to get together at 8.30, go and do something? I'm like, hey, you're freaking kidding. 8.30 at night? I'm out. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm a mess at 8.30 at night. You know how long I've been up at 8.30 at night? I can't be going. I start work at 5 a.m. I can't go to you. I can come to your thing and I'll sleep on the table. Like I'll I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll sleep in front of you, but I can't do anything. So you, if you get two out of sync, like they're two out of sync that way, but yeah. you can get two out of sync that way. In the yeah. end. 'Cause I mean, how many good hours in a day do you reckon you've got? Like eight, and then you like you build into yeah. it and you got maybe eight and then you're sort of slowing, you're sort of stumbling. Yeah, you're not towards a peak die. Now it's at no. peak all
0: day. No one's at peak all day. If you're at peak all day, you need to be on something.
1: Yeah, but you must with kids, you must be you must. You're you the other one. I'm an early
0: yeah. I say early. I wake up at seven. I don't think it's super early. And even when i want to, even when I was in quarantine for, you know, I'm by myself, two weeks, no need to get up. In fact, it would be preferable to sleep until noon. But then I get up, I wake up at seven, then I immediately make my bed, and then I make a cup of coffee. Then I have a shower after the cup of coffee, and then I start my day. And then I usually, I'm in bed by midnight. So I don't yeah. go to <laughs> sleep at 10. Like, I'm, I'm a you know I go to bed later
1: but then that's still a solid seven hour sleep I've got like lots of friends that party really really hard and I'm getting up at five and I'll, and they'll know I get up at five so they'll be wasted they've been up all night yeah. and they'll give me a ring when I'm driving to work or they'll send me texts and I'm and in, in, in the zone and there's nothing better than you being just out of bed talking to someone that's been up for 24 hours <laughs> those, are, those that is like it's like talking to a different species it's like yeah. a different it's a different human being it's great I, I I love it and for those guys it's basically the only time I ever get to to, to talk to them because I'm so 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 out of sync
0: yeah. Um, yeah I think the best thing for you would be then if someone invites you around for a dinner yeah go be here at 6 we'll dish up at 6 <laughs> yeah. uh, and the spare bedroom will be ready from 7pm <laughs>
1: That's true, and then like other people can hang out and have a good time. I'll go and have a little nananet, and then yeah. I can come up and have a little bit of a chat, and then go back and a little bit of snooze. It's it's, it's perfect. I'm into it. Yeah, all right.
0: Yeah. We'll make sure all that happens to you. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. What? So that's what you hate about other people not bringing their shit. What do you What do you hate about yourself? What shits you about yourself?
1: Uh I I'm in the last like um, I used to tell a lot of lies. I used to be yeah. like a, I used to tell lies. I don't know why I tell lies. And then I read this book called on lying and, and and how bad it is. And I'd never really thought about lying as not as being a bad thing. Yeah. And 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 then I read all it was this philosopher wrote this book on lies and I was reading about it. And it goes, lies never lead to anything good. And there's always like these ideas that like, you know, what happens if you were if Anne Frank was in the attic and the Nazis came around, would you lie and say she's not up there? There's yeah, and that that's yeah. Maybe at that point I wouldn't say Anne Anne Frank's yeah. in the attic, go get her. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about that lie. That's that's a, that's a lie I'd allow, but just lying. And I think about all the terrible lies I told, and so I hate when I'm lying or telling even half truths when I'm halfway through something and I'm half bullshitting. And I still do it from 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 time to time. I'm just going, that's a lie. So I always try and I always try and go through a whole day without telling a lie, and it's actually really hard to do because even if you're telling a lie around like um, you think that's going to make it easier for someone or it's going this is going to be easy or yeah. blah blah blah, it makes things quicker. It Doesn't it, spirals. Out of control, and you yeah. and you you start to it's, it's, lies eat your soul. So so I try and go, and I've never been able to go through a day without telling at least some kind of lie, and yeah. then I go, damn it, I've told a lie, and and you and when you try and not lie, you realise how much of the stuff you say is is a lie. Yeah. And I don't mean in tell in, in like when I'm, I'll tell lies in performances because that's different. Like, you know, oh, like yeah, you say, that's
0: entertaining.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's different. That's my job, but yeah. just to people, you know, like even if you go, even a, like a lie, like um, I'm sitting at home and I'm supposed to be around somewhere and I'm like, I'm on the way. That's a dumb lie. Like, yeah. Or, or another one that's really dumb is I'm going out for just to have one drink and you know you're going out all night. Like, just rip the band aid off and say, to your significant I'm other, sick. I'm getting fucked up tonight, okay? Do you want to come? Because that's what's happening. No, yeah. I'm just going to have one drink with my friend and I'll probably be home and then all night going, oh, something, something happened. I've had to stay a little bit longer. Or yeah. He's having a tough time in his life. Yeah, and there's then, always <laughs> an
0: escalation. Just go, I'm having such a great time not being with you. I'm getting fucked
1: up. Yeah, that's right. I'm, uh, like I had one beer and then I got really tasty and I felt another beer and you know how it is. You get in more and more beers. Rather than saying, <laughs> oh, John is... Having trouble with his wife, so I'm having some Hemings. Yeah, and she's t- like, like, "Oh, I'll call
0: it." And you're like, oh, yeah, no, that's no. right. She hates you. She's, <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. She hates yeah.
1: women." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So that, I hate. I I hate that I used to lie a lot, like all the time, because it's wimpy to lie. And then and then whenever I catch myself doing a lot, telling a lie, I'm like, "You piece of shit! You spineless, <laughs> dishonest, absolute loser! When are you going to grow up?" That's what I think in my head. Wow.
0: Yeah. You are tough on yourself. Yeah, yeah if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're currently typing up um, to our ADHD friend over here, Matt, <laughs> <and you're> like, <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself. You should include that in
1: there. Well, one well, of the the things that that person said to me was that um everything being black and white, because like yeah. – I, I do something and I'll just do it like I stopped eating potatoes and, and I'll just do it black and white or I'll stop yeah. lying and I'll do it black and white or I, I do all these kind of things and they said that was another symptom of it. And I'm like, you don't know me. You don't yeah. know me. Yes, you don't know me. You seem to be describing me very accurately, but you don't know me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I you know still me.
0: think it's weird. I still think it's weird that people um, people slide into my DMs or like the other day a woman just went straight up on my Instagram. Comment section um, – well, I do these documentaries and she just wrote there, you know, you need a better diet and um, I sell the stuff. So I'll send me your address and I'm going to send you the stuff and then you can use it and you can promote it on your page because your <laughs> diet is obviously terrible. And I was like, what an absolute sack of shit <laughs> um, just writing that, not even going into my DMs, just straight yeah. up on the wall. Hi, you fat pig. I'm going to send you some shit. You're so thankful you're going to push my shit. And then she describes her business on there. I'm like, I can't stand it when people – whore their shit on my page. It's like, fuck <laughs> off. You're in my house now. Yeah. A, don't be rude. And B, how dare you at least ask my permission go, hey, I've got a business that's struggling. I mean, I am going to say no because I don't like to push anyone else's shit, um, you know, because we're all pushing shit. Everyone's struggling. Everyone's having a tough year and a half, you know. Fucking COVID isn't picking a select few businesses. We're all shitting down a pipe, you know. It's like, just chill the fuck out. All right, mate. Thanks for coming, buddy. Appreciate it. Enjoy the oh, rest of your day. Great. Enjoy lockdown. See, see you soon. Yeah. Keep thanks it. for bringing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks <laughs> for turning up or something.
0: Yeah. What? Thank you. All right. Yeah. Bye. This, this okay. One. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush.